I'm Mike. I'm Italian, but if you think that defines me, you can forget about it. And I'm Justin. And I didn't come here to make friends. I came here to have a relationship that'll just keep on going on and on for years and years. And we're going to keep on texting each other drunk every every six months and going, what are we doing with ourselves? Why am I doing this? Who is this person to me? I don't know you. And I did not come here to make friends. And this is Shit My, my girlfriend, girlfriend Makes Me Watch. And welcome back <laughs> to another episode of Shit My Girlfriend Makes Me Watch. My name is Mike Coscarelli. And my name is Shit My Girlfriend Makes Me Watch. Oh, boy. Uh, just to give you guys a little uh, insight behind the scenes here, this was take two for the intro of Shit My Girlfriend Makes Me Watch. Uh, it is a, a, a Lexus night. We're here. in beautiful Queens, sometimes known as Flushing, sometimes known as Sunnyside. Most of the time known as Woodside, which is and the actual always known as I, I hate coming here. <laughs> <laughs> there was, take... in fact, Justin, a murder right off the seven train about three stops away from here. Yeah. North into Jackson Heights. It was caught live. It was caught yeah. on uh, video. Uh, it was daytime. It was about one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And a man was shot to death six yes. times. Yep. On the platform of your beautiful seven line. Yes, that's right. Shout out to Jackson Heights. Shout out to MS-13 for pulling it off and making <laughs> it a reality. Big shout yeah. out to MS-13. Uh, dude was on the cover of the paper in the New York Post uh, yeah. yesterday or the day before. The dead guy or the shooter? The shooter. The uh, dead guy, uh, well, he's dead. The shooter is going to be a king in prison. He's going he's just, he's just going to kill it. Uh, How badass I, I, is that? I don't know that I can say that for sure. No, I don't sure. know that. I, I know nothing. I'm scared. Yeah. Uh, but uh, more importantly, welcome to our podcast. We love everyone who's joining us. Yeah. Uh, shout out to all seven of our fans. We'll give them a shout out. Amy Baptiste. Uh, we have uh, Noel Holloway. Noel Holloway, <laughs> shout out. Shout Big out. Time shout out. Uh, we have uh, Dave Gianni. Oh, Dave Gianni is one of my favorite new listeners. Yes. Very engaging. He's always tweeting at us. And you could tweet at us. I'm at Mike Coscarelli. I'm at Justin Perez on we Twitter. We love mixing it up with the fans. <laughs> with, whether whether we're talking about reality TV or the New York Knicks trading uh, iconic uh, seven foot four Latvian superstar Kristaps Porzingis. The unicorn. Which we're still trying to recover it's from. the process. It's like my parents getting divorced. I'm still kind of hoping they'll get back together. Yeah. I'm still trying to put a Spanish fly in my mom's drink. Yeah. To get her what? a little jet. What? <laughs> you did what? No, it's a it's a, it's a little Mexican joke that you guys do. No, no. Spanish fly is so in like. I this, know what it is. Yeah. It essentially was a euphemism for like roofies. Yeah. It's a, yeah. And weirdly enough, Bill Cosby has a bit about a Spanish fly. Mm. It yes. Does it does not hold up well. Uh, didn't hold up particularly well then and it really doesn't hold up well well new information has come to light but despite bill cosby being a you know 60 times over rapist dave yes. gianni is always there <laughs> to cut it up with us on twitter yeah he's the opposite bill cosby he seems like a sweet guy and uh he called out mike for not knowing how to pronounce his very easy italian last name what did i say i think like two episodes ago you were like Dave Ghana. Bullshit. No way. <laughs> you said some like, I like some illiterate shit, which is which is great because I, I, I am actually convinced. I I, I sort I of think illiterate? you yeah like Floyd Floyd Mayweather like that I can't I think, read. Yes, I read fine. Read that screen right there in front of us. What does it say? YouTube. <laughs> What's I. 
Uh, I think that's right. Oh boy, this is this is gonna be rough. Yeah. Uh, right uh, now, Mike's not even looking at a YouTube screen. No, I'm petting the dog that Justin brought over to my house. <laughs> uh, hey, her name listen. is my girlfriend. Anyway, guys, uh, <laughs> real we quick, have a great show. So wait, we have to. We do have to um, uh, make um, um, a quick announcement and an excuse for last week us not having an episode. Yes. Uh, we just couldn't make it happen. There is a deep freeze here in New York City. Yes. Justin was refusing to come to Queens. I was <laughs> very upset. I was uh, making excuses. I was, uh, I just was upset. I just wasn't happy about it. Yeah. And uh, we both decided to shelve it. Yeah. And we saw each other Saturday. We could have easily recorded something and we refused to. There was just no point. By the no. time you guys would have gotten it, it would have just been time to release this episode that we're recording now. Yeah. So we're sorry. And this is going to happen from time to time because <laughs> at the end of the day, we're just two guys who get home from work and like to sit on the couch and pick our asses. Yeah. We're not getting paid for this right now. Yeah. Uh, shout out to our sponsors. No one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's going to happen sometimes. Uh, I really would like to emulate our favorite, my favorite podcast of all time, The Champs. Oh uh, yeah, with, with Neil Brennan and Moshe Kasher, they yeah. released whenever the fuck they felt like it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's sort of my favorite model. It's yeah, yeah. not not weekly, not monthly, not a a season. You get it when the muse hits us. Yeah, yeah. You get it when we're inspired to talk to each other for an hour. Well, and frankly, part of the problem is that like they're a. There is not as much. There, there may have been another shooting. That's why you hear that <laughs> loud siren going past our yeah. window. Um, a lot of crime in this neighborhood lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Time to go. Yep. Uh, there, uh, truthfully, folks, there isn't necessarily a ton of shit happening all the time. And I, I feel like, you know, we've talked about this a bunch, but like the idea of just doing like a, a basic recap of a show every week is sort of not exciting. And it also like limits us to. There's a lot of people who do exactly what what that is and yeah. there's a lot of podcasts that are specific to one show there's a 98 fiance cray cray podcast right there's a there's, there's bachelor, 15 bachelor podcast, different bachelor podcasts one of which i produce personally <laughs> that isn't this which are just recaps but we like to follow the trends of boyfriend inflicted shows yeah and sometimes we'll do recaps and sometimes we'll just give vague thoughts on that and so that's why our inspiration is is waning and more importantly I hate coming to fucking Queens. <laughs> and I don't necessarily blame him for that, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but here's the deal, folks. Uh, last week, it just didn't feel like there was a ton happening. Obviously, we had... Uh, it didn't bring me joy last week. It did not bring us joy, yes. To quote Marie Kondo, which I, I think was an episode that we lost. last week in a garbage bag, yeah. and I put it on the street. Yeah. Uh, and there just wasn't that much on... Netflix or Hulu or like on the, any of these shows, nothing was really happening. And even with these Bravo shows and especially the fucking Bachelor, which we're probably going to talk about for a little bit today, mm -hmm. not every episode is worth recapping and, and talking about. And that sort of becomes the, the problem for us where it's like, you know, the Bachelor has sucked this season. Yeah. Uh, I, Lex is contending that it is the worst season that the Bachelor's ever had. Uh, this is my girlfriend, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and she feels that the whole franchise has sort of jumped the shark at this point. That the Bachelor itself it's is in just like, like the twentieth season. So like I, it's amazing. It's it's taken this long for it to jump the shark. They haven't done anything unique, yeah. in a very long time. Uh, and so I'm not surprised by this. Like it's probably one of the better produced reality shows. And even with all the best production, the best casting, they get to choose from, you know thousands of app of applicants to find a perfect person for their formula of drunk person yeah. times love times desperation to be famous equals the show even with that perfect formula like calibrated to 
see as much male on male fighting, mm-hmm. women on women crying, uh, drunken peeing in the ocean, drunken right. fucking in the ocean, right. uh, nervous breakdowns. Right. Uh, just. Did you say drunken fucking in the ocean? Yeah, that's happened before. Oh, I thought I just. I wasn't it's sure a it's you. a famous thing in Bachelor. It. Yeah, no, it's a famous thing in Bachelor history. Uh, maybe like week six, uh, which is way before people fucking the Bachelor. Yeah, people fucking the Bachelor during the fantasy suite. The last right. four people, last three people, he'll he'll basically fuck. The Bachelor and Bachelorette will fuck the last three people. Sort of like a test run. But I, I meant to ask you this, because you have more Bachelor experience than I do. Is there a reason that they don't get to fuck before that? They don't really or have time to be alone. They don't... They're never given like, time you, to be alone. If you really fucking dig someone... Like, if I was... Like, Colton, obviously, is a gay man. <laughs> but if I was Colton, and I was in the situation where I got all these, like, hot chicks around yeah, me... Yeah, like, like let's say a, you're into I Cassie. knew I was eliminating a couple of them and yeah, wasn't yeah. going to see them again, <laughs> which is ideal... I would probably like. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be the scumbag bachelor. You would just probably. fuck them on the way out. You're like, dude, you've got thirty women there. Oh, like, I, I'd be fucking these girls the first night. Yeah. I think. I hope. <laughs> but you, I'd be trying a reputation at least. as the world's scummiest bachelor. So probably what? the world's scummiest person. And then not the world's scummiest person. The show doesn't. There own. has been Hitler. <laughs> there is Hitler. <laughs> There was, uh, I would mean, be the jacks. Pol Pot. Uh, yeah, like, pick so you're a comparing name. yourself to mass murderers is the way you're comparing yourself. So it would be Hitler, Pol Pot, Charles uh, Manson, uh, Manson, who never actually killed a single person. It's true. Uh, Mussolini, and then this has become Ma- the Michael Charles Coscarelli, Manson, the Charles Manson apologist, the man podcast. who fucked all thirty contestants <laughs> on a season of The Bachelor. Oh you, man, there's no way you'd have time to fuck all thirty. But I do wonder if the yeah, producers are like. The there, first there night. had to have been a guy, the one first of these night. bachelors, who was just like, like I can fuck these women, right? And they're just like, not don't it's do free it yet. Will, but yeah, like don't do it yet. Like, like we got listen, man. Like you got to care about these girls' feelings. There had to have been some guy that was like, I don't fucking care. Like I'm here for. There have definitely we got been three weeks. scummy guys, and but uh, I I'm drawing a blank, and right now women are yelling at the uh, podcast. Yeah, uh, but there was a. A couple who fucked like week six in the ocean. They fucked in the ocean uh, way early. And I guess they were drunk and taken by the moment and just let me get it in. Yeah. And they did. And uh, it's very famous. Uh, there was um, my favorite is when they have the fuck audition at the end. The the fantasy suites. Fantasy suites right. And you can just tell based on the interview afterwards that the sex was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're like, uh um, I'm we just home. didn't have a connection. <laughs> yeah, something about it. I don't want to get into it, but it, but basically, they're saying is like it was a w- awkward fuck or something right. was weird or whatever. Right, and that's always great. Right, right. But uh, well, the reason that I asked all that was because like one of the things that I I wanted to do today, uh, because the two shows that we have been watching, I think most closely. Separately, because you're bigger on The Bachelor than really most of these other reality shows. Yeah, Taz is going hard in The Bachelor and pulling me along with her. She's falling into the pool with her cell phone on her. Yeah, she's pulling my jacket. Yeah, right, right. Bringing me into the pool. Hello, darkness, my old friend. (laughs) Yeah, and I just stay at the bottom of the pool (laughs) for fucking ten weeks until The Bachelor's over. So I'm going the other way right now. Lex is big on Celebrity Big Brother. Celebrity Big Brother. God, she loves that shit. That show's ancient. Yeah, and it's crazy. This I've been, I haven't really, I've caught like bits and pieces. Who's the of biggest it. celebrity on Celebrity? I I've not watched a single episode. The biggest celebrity, like the actual biggest celebrity. Um, and by biggest, I mean fattest. <laughs> fattest, <No. laughs> fattest might be Tom Green. 
He's gained uh, some weight, huh? Yeah, he's 50 or 45. Yeah, he's or, a comedian, you know, too. Yeah, he's, he's old. And dr- drinking booze still. Right. Uh, uh, I think, who else? Um, the most famous person on that show, Ricky Williams. Cato Kalen. Ricky Williams, uh, Lolo the Jones. running back? Yeah, Ricky Williams. Oh, Lolo Jones. Uh, Lolo famous, Jones. Another famous virgin. Oh, that's what she's... Oh, yes. That was her claim to fame. Yeah. Olympian, but also virgin. Yeah, she's a, a very famous uh, virgin. And at one point, she was set on dates with other famous virgins. Right. Like Russell Wilson was a famous virgin. Right. And uh, Oh, I forgot about Russell Wilson. It's so funny to think that like... Oh, you guys have a lot in common. You're both virgins. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's not really anything in common. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> a random choice you both have made, but that's not necessarily like, you know, Tim Tebow is not going to get along with Lolo Jones. What the fuck do they? You never know. Tim Tebow is uh, the second coming of Tim Tebow is one Christ of the most himself. boring human beings I've ever encountered in I sports. Bet Christ was boring as well. Yeah. yeah. But he's still the savior <laughs> of, well, most civilized people. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, in any case, uh, I've, been, I've been watching Vanderpump more. Uh, I've, I've seen every episode whoa, this whoa, season. Hold on. I, I, have to, I, I have to interrupt this very dumb thing. Imagine me being like, hey, Mike, I, I know you're single now. Uh, you know who would get along with? Uh, my friend Melissa. She's had sex before. <laughs> you know how dumb that is? As like a common thing of like, let's set you guys up. Well, but to, I mean, to be fair, don't you think that it would be weirder to set me up with a virgin as a man who has had intercourse before. Wouldn't it be weirder to be like, Mike, I got a good friend for you. She's a, but she's a virgin. Like you would have to say, but to sell this person to a, I personally would never date a virgin. Uh, it seems like a, it just seems like uh, tough. Um, for sure. It seems like tough and I, a lot of pressure and I, I don't know why she is. And I definitely don't want to be the first person to have sex with this person. So I, Unless it's turning into marriage, which who knows, whatever. But I guess I understand what you're saying. But uh, it would be a you'd have to like pitch me on it kind of hard because I do feel like that's like a, a, you know, a major cornerstone of like building a relationship with a significant other. Don't uh, you think? Yeah, I, I, I disagree. I think there was a time when we were like 16 or 17 where it was like, oh, yeah, a virgin yeah, or yeah. something like that. Uh, when you were like only a year removed from being a virgin, I was still a virgin. I was a virgin until I was eighteen. Nineteen for me. Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah, uh, I started. <laughs> I was doing to- so much fucking after that though, bro. <laughs> Just pumping it out. Yeah, I was doing the same thing with myself. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> a lot of fucking myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my claim to fame was uh, this is before I was a, a lost virginity. I jerked off the amount of times I was old. So, like, when I was 16, I jerked off 16 times in one day. And the last, like, six times, nothing came out. Like, no cum came out. It just... Because your balls were just completely drained? There just was nothing. There was no fluid. There was no nothing. That's disgusting. It just was, like, air and, like, like like, a drop of cum. And it was... Really jarring. It's that Puerto Rican libido of yours. I was I was really I really had an issue. <laughs> I would take sick days just to stay home. And <laughs> just pound them out. Yeah, just have the place to myself. Put it up on the big screen. I kick him into Banana Republic today. <laughs> I, no, I, gotta... no, I was sick days from high school. Oh. I, I, oh. I would I would fake illness to really have the place to myself to yeah. you know to, just... to watch porn in the living room or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put it on the big screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just really just have a, a grand old time of myself. Yeah. But, uh, All right, so I've been watching Vanderpump pretty closely. Uh-huh. You've been uh, watching The Bachelor really closely. I've kind of not really been that interested in your show. You haven't been 
all that interested in my show. No, Although no. when we watch it, I feel like you get into it. Like when we when I just forced you to watch the most recent episode of Vanderpump, yeah. I feel like you were like with it. Yes. So the first out in comparing the two uh, and trying to figure out why The Bachelor sucks so bad, mm-hmm. I did want to sort of compare them in the way they're produced. Is The Bachelor too overproduced? And is that the reason why maybe it's not as good as it could be? Because every step of the way, these guys are being guided into certain, like, you know, you know, I, I've I've been I don't know if I want to say I'm lucky enough, but like <laughs> I've met a bunch of these dudes after the fact working, you know Oh, uh, the bachelor people and the Yeah, bachelor. I was I did an event on Monday where I was with uh, a couple of the dudes. Do you remember and, their names? Uh yeah, but I don't know if I wanna <laughs> divulge it to I got I got to protect all 175 uh, of our people. We got big things in the works okay. maybe. And if they go through then we can talk freely oh, about like whatever. But they're like fan favorites. Mm-hmm. We did like an event in uh in the financial district of Manhattan. 350 girls showed up screaming in their faces whatever. And I've gotten to like talk to these dudes like a little bit here and there, hear them talk to other people. And it does seem like they are chauffeured, chauffeured. I said chauffeured. That oh, is not the word. You are illiterate. I was chauffeured. I'll say it again. <laughs> I was chauffeured. Uh, how they are chauffeured around, the, you know, their experience on yeah. the show. Even, uh, you know, I had heard them talking on Monday uh, about how uh, even when they do these dates, they're told on these dates not to eat on the dates. They're like, it's going to look bad on camera. Don't you don't like cut up food. Yeah. Don't cut a steak up on on camera because it's going to look ridiculous. <laughs> so when you're to to a point where the producers are literally coaching you on what to do on a date, the fact that you can't eat on the date and and all this stuff, I do feel like it eventually becomes a detractor for uh, the quality people, of the show, the quality of the show, and the quality of the like, if you will, performance. Of what these people are putting out there, because they're—it's sort of like if you're on a basketball team or a sports team, and the coach is like on your ass all the time. You're probably not going to be as loose, and you're probably yeah. not going to play as well because you're nervous about like making mistakes. You can't mistake make mistakes. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I kind of like compare it to that, and then Vanderpump is the other side where I feel like it's like. So not that it's underproduced, it's produced to the point where it's got to be. You just know these people are freaks and you're going to get something out of them. Yeah. If you just put them in a room with some booze, that something is going to happen. Some Someone's going to fall off something. Somebody's going to flip somebody off. And who knows what else is going to hit the fan. So I would say both shows are very well produced. Yeah. It's just a stylistic choice. Now, sure. um, Vanderpump. Seems like a loosey-goosey thing, but I'm sure it's got the same amount of people uh, working for it. And, well, it's two different things. The Bachelor has to wrangle 30 women or men. Like cattle. Like cattle. 30 people they have to worry about. 30 entrances, 30 different plot points they have to... So it's a a much bigger thing to do. But I will say in the past few seasons, they have shown, like, looseness. Like, um... Uh, Ari broke up with somebody uh, after they were chosen and Ari like the show was over and he, he broke up with Becca by telling the producers like an idiot and the producers were like this is great we mm-hmm. can be there in six minutes yeah yeah, yeah. right right <laughs> we've talked about it many times yeah 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 so, so they <laughs> shot it like an unedited thing now they had the option to edit out some fluff yeah, but they made it like an hour long thing and mostly like twenty minutes unedited. Yeah, yeah, because they were mixing it up and wanted to show. 
granted, they could have made it like everything else. They could have shot on high quality cameras, but they right. shot on shitty cameras. They shot unedited because they wanted to make it seem as if it's a loose. We didn't plan this thing. Yeah, yeah. we shot it on an iPhone. Yeah, you know, yeah. we had four assistants with iPhones, and it's Steady like cam. It's like no, yeah. you had a really nice camera, but you just, you decided to use this camera. Right. So I think both are able of doing that. I think the language that they the production value they want to give is what it is. And when something dramatic happens, like this week on The Bachelor, yeah. um, old Elsie left. And I say old because she's 31, <laughs> which is ancient, apparently, <laughs> in Bachelor's time. She left because she... Takes those panties off and dust comes out. Yeah, yeah. D- old dust and fallopian tubes flies out because <laughs> uh, they're useless to her. Yeah. Uh, I am being facetious. Uh, so she left, and she left because... She didn't like competing with other women for his affection. She thought she would be okay with it. She was not. She was She was opposed to the exact thing that she signed up for. She was opposed to the way the show has been going on for the past 15 years. Right, right, right. Uh, Probably one of the longest running shows on TV at this point. Literally, it's Other than like the 700 Club. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, she was being honest, and I appreciate Elsie being honest. I She's wasting her time. She's going to give herself heartbreak. Right. So she laughed. And then these two these two women, uh, uh, Onyeka and Nicole, Cuban Nicole, who I, I'm in, I've been in love with for years, mm-hmm. they start getting into it. And um, uh, Colton is doing a confessional. or He's having like a one-on-one with a girl. And these two women are being so loud yeah. that he can hear them. Yeah, he can hear them from like like a few hundred feet away. So he he keeps on rolling his eyes as he hears it, and then finally has to go. And I'm sure the producers are like, "Get in there, buddy! Yeah, yeah, get yeah. in there! Bring it up! Bring it up! But these two women." Uh, so he get, he goes in there with the hose, you know, hoses them down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he tries sit. To, Both of you sit. He tries to stop them from arguing with each other, and they say, "Colton, you don't understand." And then he just continued to argue over him. And then he walks out and the camera like chases after him. So they're doing fun things to make it seem like, oh my God, we didn't plan this. But they choose strategically. Our most dramatic season ever. There's a lot of Colton walking alone in disgust. Right. And for some reason, Colton is very affected by women having drama on the show. Women having drama with each other is the most common thing. It's like... um, the sun coming out. Soup and a salad. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, it, like, um, my grandfather sending soup back. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's going to happen every single yeah. time. So uh, <laughs> for some reason, whenever women come to him with trauma, he's like, I don't know. I think this is. Uh, I'm just really distraught by this. And you're yeah. like, what? You're distraught? Yeah. By women disagreeing with how love should be pursued? Yes. Sure. Uh, and I understand that. And on the show, I know it presents a certain way. But also think about it, man. Like, have you been in a room with like all women when things go bad? Boy, uh, oh boy. It's not where you want to be. It is ground zero for patience, if you will. <laughs> like, I mean, like I've gr- at this point, women... Tell us your thoughts on women, Mike. It, <laughs> in my I, life. I hope this clip is just like taken out of context. <laughs> my life. <laughs> my thoughts on my wife. Uh, in my life, I have not been able at any moment to escape from just being in a room full of women. Uh, I grew up with... Uh, a woman-dominated household. A woman-dominated household. Three women to two men. That's exactly right. And then even beyond that, my family was matriarchal yeah. uh you know uh my grandpa had three daughters so and all of them have grown up to and be all of them topless have gr- 
no. when they hang around the house. <laughs> just my mother. <laughs> <laughs> so you're literally talking about every holiday. It was mostly women. Yeah, and even like my cousins and stuff. Uh, mostly women. Uh, a weird flex, but cool. Uh, is your mom being topless? That's like a perfect. Is that a, flex. Is that a cool flex? <laughs> it's a weird flex, but okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. She's constantly. She doesn't like to wear a bra. This I am a more, feminist, that I'm for it. There's nothing more major. Even if it's my mom. There's nothing more like feminist than a woman just asserting her her toplessness and her family. You know what I mean? Like, and I dare you to shame and, me. And the hilarious I'll slap part you with these big old titties. The hilarious part about it is my dad's got to wear clothes. <laughs> 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 I'm sure if your dad gross. was to start showing up topless, yeah, everyone everybody would be like, what the fuck are you doing, around guys? Naked. What are you, fucking going to hit us? Alan, put some <laughs> pants on. What are you, out of your mind? What are you, insane? This Stir the sauce. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I've, I, I feel like my entire life I've moved through life sort of, uh, you know, uh, my environment dominated by women in, in uh-huh. some form or another. Right now, you know, currently my job situation uh, where I literally work with almost only women. I think there's there's three guys in the office. One of them is a gay man, so his energy doesn't necessarily count towards what I'm talking about. But listen, man, I've been in a lot of rooms with uh, a nice handful of women where you know the the pot spoiled, if you will, mm-hmm. and uh, things turn, and it's the last place that you want to be when that happens. And not to say that that's not the case with men too, because mm-hmm. men can get mad and turn things into a big prick waving competition. Yes, uh, and chest example and is the Bachelorette. Exactly. Yeah, it, it always turns into drunk guys throwing drinks at each other and coming to blows. And conversely, women don't want to be a part of that. No, that's just as terrifying right. and annoying and like, ugh, these right. guys are being like macho pricks and right. having like a dance-off or something. Right, exactly. <laughs> Whatever the fuck they're doing. Or but like- I just feel like you handle certain types of... The other thing is that I do think I do think that the way men fight and the way women fight with each other uh-huh. is so different because I think men will... Men don't seem to usually let things like bubble over. It's like a pretty immediate response. Like, so fuck it's like, you. Yeah, if I'm mad at you, you know pretty quick. Yes. Whereas like I feel like if, a, you know, with women, you things, they just sit on them and then they bubble into these like big problems and then they explode into these big fights which yes. is like the really the backbone of like when it's all women on the bachelor when they're you know all of the real housewives shows it's basically these little tiny things these little cuts that eventually lead to this one big fight and we saw it like on real housewives of new jersey this week where uh margaret is just fighting with with uh, um not danielle but they're all fighting with each other and it's because there's all these little things in their past that, that leads to the spillover. Mm-hmm. And I think that like as a guy to walk into a situation where that spillover is finally happening after all this buildup, uh-huh. you are sort of like, fuck this, get me out of here. <laughs> and conversely, it's the same thing with, like I said, with women, where women like, like if a bunch of guys start like, you know, pounding their chests, like a bunch of fucking apes, a woman doesn't want to be around that shit. No. Woman no. wants to be like... Uh, out, you know, taken out of that situation completely. A prime example of a bunch of men pounding their chest is what happened on the seven train a few days ago. Exactly right. <laughs> a, a bunch of guys got in a fight, and a guy was like, "I'll end this fight with a gun." That's right. I'm not standing for this shit. Whereas a woman, maybe they'll pull, pull hair. Yeah. But they're not going to stomp each other to death. They're not going to shoot each other to death. They're just going to be passive aggressive for as long as possible. And then it'll come out. But I will say, how about this? Maybe this is a societal thing. Yeah. Men are encouraged to be like, just say what you will. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. 
if a woman says what she's thinking, she's a bitch. She's but a dick. Is she a bi- who is she a bitch to? And that's the question. Is she a bitch to other men? Like if a woman is direct with me, I can maybe say that she's like bitchy, yeah. Yeah, because but like, you're not used to women being direct with you as a man. But don't you think that men are also assholes if they're like direct and they're like rude about it or they're like overly aggressive about something? Maybe. I, I, I think... You don't want to be an asshole either. I think there's a way to, to go about things. Obviously, if you're an asshole, when you tell someone the truth, that's one thing. But if you're telling someone the truth and you're not being a dick about it, I think women do have a higher... Th- there's a higher um, threshold for them to not be called a bitch. They'll just sure. be like, oh, man, gee, this fucking woman's writing me. And it's like, well, she just told you what she wanted. She, yeah, didn't, yeah. she wasn't a prick about it. But uh, so maybe that's what it is. Maybe th- their entire life they've been encouraged. Now, I'm saying this because I'm, I'm, I'm in the running for Glamour's Man of the Year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so really get your votes in. Uh, no, but maybe their entire life they've been encouraged to not fucking tell people what they're thinking bottle it up bottle it up the same way like men are not allowed to cry right sure you know what i mean like we, we although we sh- colton out there crying <laughs> oh he's he's crying every week man he finds a new reason to fucking have the tears of flutter man right he, he's re- he's really in touch he's really he's been encouraged in touch. he's been encouraged his entire life yeah he uh he came out as a virgin in an nfl locker and people yes. were like cool yeah like, no one mocked him. Like, this is incredible. This man has been encouraged his entire life. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it shows. He's very confident. Yeah. He wears a lot of L.L. Bean Henleys on this show. Uh, yeah, man. If I Confidently. Had, if I had them, them pecs, <laughs> yeah. I'd be wearing L.L. Bean Henleys myself. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So, going back to, like, the comparison, Vanderpump and, and The Bachelor, I do think that, like, you know, I, I don't think that there is as much authentic crazy on the bachelor i feel like they cast a lot more vanilla yeah i you know we and i think we've talked about this in the on the show in the past but where i think is something like vanderpump part of the formula is that like you're you're getting some people on there and and really like the the producing really is just figuring out the way to get the worst out of all of these people yeah stir the pot as much as you can to get them like this week's episode they were opening tom tom and i think there was a producer who just had scissors and was like I'm gonna ruin the air conditioner. Yeah. Let's see what happens with these dumb drunks. <laughs> yeah. When there's no AC. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna cut the there's no power outlets in the DJ booth. So this idiot has to so this idiot has to work in a freaking closet sitting yeah. on quilted northern uh <laughs> yeah. paper towels. <laughs> well, Justin, it's funny you say that. I think we, we should take a quick second to catch you up on what's been going on with Vanderpump since you've been kind of uh, in and I, out. I'm a little familiar. I, I caught up, but uh, two you, women went down first, each like, other. Yes, They're still well, opening TomTom. Jamie was right. fired. That's about it, right? Uh, Some J- drama. Uh, Jamie's girlfriend was called a twat. James, not Jamie. James. James Kennedy. James Kennedy's... Uh, yeah. The James Kennedy experience on WB. He, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, his girlfriend was called a twat by this woman who clapped in her face. Lala, Lala yes. clapped in her face, which I thought was outlawed amongst white women, but apparently, in Vanderpump Rules, you can clap in a white in another white woman's face, and it's not appropriation. Yeah. So more power to you. Keep it going for the whites. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, all right. So uh, you found out tonight, which if you've been watching the show. For a couple seasons now, I feel like you sort of you know know that Lala is dating uh, Randall Emmett, mm-hmm. who is the producer of many movies. Most recently, uh, the American cult classic Gotti. 
Now available on Amazon Prime with a rating of 0.5 stars, somehow below the minimum of one star. Well done, Gotti. Just awful. Starring John Travolta as John Gotti. And you missed the episode a couple weeks ago where uh, she went to the premiere in New York and she came back to Sir. Um, was talking to Lisa and Lisa was like, well, how was the premiere? How was New York? Blah, blah, blah. And Lala's like, well, you know, the movie, it's, uh, you know, the premiere was great, but people don't seem to be really, like, embracing the movie that much. I think because it's, like, mafia and there's, like, a stigma about that in America. And then cut to a confessional with Lisa. (laughs) Lisa saying, yes, uh, all those mafia movies that are hated by the media, you know, The Godfather, uh, <laughs> Goodfellas, uh, uh, those, those movies are considered bad, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. People hate those movies. <laughs> yeah, they people hate, hate those they movies. They didn't do well because of the <laughs> smear against the mafia. Yeah, yeah. M- mafia movies. It's just so ridiculous. That's like talking shit about... You know, there's not really an inspirational sports film out there. You know, the, the media yeah. hates sports films. Yeah, the media hates sports films. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, like, uh, remember the Titans and uh, <laughs> a League of Their such Own. such a terrible Lisa no, no, It sounds like she's here. But Because uh, you have massive tits. <laughs> so, yeah. The conversation that we missed last week, which I thought would have been a great conversation to have, mm-hmm. um, was that uh, it came out that Lala um, just... I don't know if it was after Pride or when exactly it was, but uh, there was a, let's call it an incident, Mm -hmm. uh, where she was in the back of Sandoval's car, Mm -hmm. Tom Sandoval's car, with um, uh, Ariana, who Mm -hmm. was his girlfriend, and I guess we didn't know this until, I don't think we knew this until that episode, but Ariana has a past of... Um, experimenting. Mm. She's, I guess she considers herself bisexual, mm-hmm. uh, sleeps with men, sleeps with women. Yeah, I understand what it you means. Oh, uh, yeah, good point. <laughs> so Lala's drunk in the back of their car. I think they're all drunk except Tom, or maybe Tom also. I, I'm sure he's driving drunk. <laughs> There's no way the guy who's trying to open a bar who's on a TV reality show is sober driving in yeah. LA, but go on. So uh, Lala's in the back seat, fucked up, and is like, you know something, Ariana? You're so hot. <laughs> I just wanna, uh, I just wanna come on back here and let me eat your pussy. You and know, Ariana, like you do on a car ride home from a bar. <laughs> yeah. And Ariana just hops in the back seat of the car and just gets fucking dug out by uh, <laughs> by Lala. And it was a secret for a long time. And then Tom was like drinking and smoking cigars with the boys uh-huh. for uh, for uh, uh, his birthday. And the producer was like, you have to let this go now. Yeah. The producer was like, hey, remember we, we have that footage of Lala <laughs> we'll, licking uh, Ariana's pussy in the we'll backseat of your car. We, we, we have... Uh, the- what are those small cameras they have? Uh, the set GoPros? Up? Yeah, we have, we have GoPros set up in everyone's car, you dummies. <laughs> Obviously, we saw everything. We'll release it unless you talk about it now. <laughs> now this episode is, is lacking. <laughs> we need to fill something with this episode. So uh, it, it comes out and... Um, I don't know. There is this weird reaction from people. Uh, Ariana obviously is upset that Tom's talking about it. Her boyfriend <laughs> talking about how she got uh, 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 slicked I out. I mean, by in his defense, she did cheat on him in front of him. It's a good point. Yeah. Well, that was the question. Technically, I w- she did cheat on him in front right. of him. I mean, it, I'm sure he didn't have an issue with it because he is not straight. Well, but, sure. <laughs> but 
<laughs> now I, I feel like I'm turning into you. You think Colton's gay, and I'm calling out the Toms. I've met Sandoval. I don't think he's gay. I think both. Toms. I just think that they're very LA, dude. And I think being out in LA, they're very like they're just so image conscious in a way that like, dude, like New York is like a fashion capital of the country at least yeah yeah but la is like a beauty capital yeah like a like a like a vanity capital every time I, I, you haven't been to la but going to la is very funny because you will go into like a soup kitchen yeah and there'll be like a beautiful woman serving you soup and wearing you're like, like true the? religion jeans yeah you're like what yeah. the hell's going on here and she's like well i'm just trying to get a podcast started yeah, uh yeah, you yeah. know <laughs> i i have a stand-up act and i'm also an actress yeah. and i play guitar yeah and you're like you yeah you work at a soup kitchen this is for hobos <laughs> well i do this on the side hoping to bump into a casting agent yeah, they're always yeah. looking for bums yeah for a free meal <laughs> yeah the entire like population like there's regular people you know some people but everyone has like a like a finger in the butt yeah yeah of showbiz please explain that uh you know like just a little finger in the butt <laughs> just a i haven't a heard that's not a common expression finger Justin, in the butt that they well, got a finger in the speaking butt. of finger in the butt uh there's a lot of evidence toms are gay <laughs> yeah uh they open up their new restaurant in this week's episode uh they before they open up the doors to the crowd the two Toms go outside into the street, right. put their foreheads together, yeah. and embrace each other's ears and do a um mantra. Yeah, it was, you know, quote unquote, uh, retarded. But <laughs> you cannot say that. <laughs> I can. I, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. You're retarded. I forget. <laughs> no, your sister has Down syndrome, so that gives you a pass to say it. Yeah. Well, listen, man. It. <laughs> In my defense, it's not looking great for me defending Sandoval as like a guy who, you know, I don't think that there's much to, I think Can Colton you imagine is, if we opened a bar together and we did that? We put our foreheads together and we held each other's I ears? I imagine people would think it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give him something to talk about, Mike. Uh, then as we go into the bar, the, it's it's opening, there's a lot of crowds, the AC's working somehow. Yeah. Miraculously, the producer let go of the plug and plugged it back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's working. Yeah, we got it fixed, guys. And, and we go into this beautifully well-designed bar that looks like steampunk, right? There's a bunch yeah. of shit going on. It's very pretty. It is and nice. And then we have a photo, a black and white photo. Oh, yes. Of both Toms kissing each other. <laughs> so when you so when you sense. say Colton is gay, you you're just going off a of vibe. When I say I'm the Toms of vibe, are guys, I'm going off of rumors. Sure, sure, I'm sure. in the industry sure, here, sure, Justin. Sure. But when I say the Toms are gay, I'm going off a lot of evidence. Sure, fair. Every episode, there's about uh, six minutes of footage of like, come on now, what are they doing? They're holding hands, going to CVS. <laughs> Listen, they're dressing alike. They're dressing alike, Mike. They dress alike. They do dress alike. They that own a, a restaurant together. Trope. They uh, they have own you been a, to they Chelsea? Own, they own there's a restaurant. There's so many couples Justin, who dress alike. They own in a Chelsea. restaurant together. Yes, they own a restaurant together, and everybody is wearing names. a matching uniform. They're in the service no, industry. No, 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 no. Owners don't have to wear matching things. You fool. The staff does. They're not, They're not owners. Staff. They have a five percent stake <laughs> in the restaurant. That is an owner. Jay Z owned. Jay Z owned less than one percent of the Nets when he owned the Nets. He was an owner. Wink, wink. He was an owner. He was a mascot, but he was an owner. Yeah, I guess. That's and a these good point. are mascots. Propped up by Lisa for her her enterprise. Yeah, they're five percent. Five sure. Here's five percent of nothing. You you guys had nothing before. Here's something. <laughs> Be the point. face of because I can't call it uh, a Vanda Chump. And you know what I mean? I, I just can't keep <laughs> yeah. on calling it like different things in yeah, my yeah. own name. And 
Sir Six, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sir yeah. C, pump, whatever. Part two. Yeah, Pump Four. Pump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's Pump and there's Pumped. I need to just mix it up. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I need a Coke Zero. I need so a let, let's, Crystal Pepsi. Let's depart from the ridiculous opening of this they're ridiculous gay. restaurant. They're gay. Uh, <laughs> I, it's I, fine I, if they're gay. No, I don't care if. I, I never care if anyone's gay. That's like you telling me you, you fart. I know. I know you're gay, Mike. But the point being... <laughs> you know I'm gay. <laughs> yeah, of course. But the point being is that uh, this is my favorite thing. On Vulture.com, the person who does the recaps, I, I forget the person's name. They're great. They end every recap with a paragraph-long description of them doing something very gay. Mm-hmm. It describes exactly what they did. Uh I'm, you talk for a minute because I'm going to pull it up because it's truly the funniest thing ever. Listen, I think I think you're going to I know that you're saying that Sandoval and Schwartz are gay guys together. Maybe whatever. just Schwartz. But the point is, Maybe I just Schwartz. <laughs> I can tell you, I if we're talking about uh, just guys, I being hate able speculating to get on people's of- sexuality. I think it's very dumb. It, it does nothing. It's just uh, a way for people to fucking be dicks. I take people at at their word when they say they're straight or gay. But they're not helping things. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're a little, They're like fifty-one percent straight. You know what I mean? Right. It, it, it's not a high percentage, and I don't really care. There is a spectrum of sexuality, so I don't really give a shit. But sometimes, some episodes, you're like, "This is all. Come on now, <laughs> you guys are just trolling us." But it, <laughs> you're saving it for next season, where it's going to be a fucking six-part episode about their sexuality, yeah. and that's real. Like, mark my words, you guys are going to pull up this podcast and say, like, oh, yeah, he saw it as a six-episode arc for when the season sort of got, like, you know, they had it in their back pocket. Yeah, they'll yeah. just have a, a six-episode arc yeah, exploring when, when their When the show gets stale. Yeah, yeah, they'll just pull this out of their ass and, and, and do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I I hate doing it, but I this episode was too much. Do you have your Vulture article? No, no, no. You, you talk for a minute. <laughs> you want me to talk for a minute? Yeah, you love talking. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I can tell you that I, I would wager that Sandoval has uh, fucked very hot chicks. Oh, on yeah. A very consistent basis. Yeah, sort of uh, Liberace. I don't think he did. <laughs> I don't believe that Liberace would have ever gone near a woman. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Interesting. Why would he? Liberace was yeah, like, you a, know, just to give it a try. I don't know. I don't think so. I think uh, I don't think those guys are gay at all. I think they're weird. No, they're, I think they do a bunch of like weird. I just like to have fun with the LA show. Shit. I don't really care. Yeah, you can't find a okay, vulture okay. article, can you? Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. This is the the last two paragraphs of the vulture article, written by Brian Moylan, who's incredible, just incredible every single time. Uh. There was such a great moment that the Toms went back to where the kitchen was going to be and just hugged each other intensely. Tom Schwartz could feel his mate's heart beating quickly under his firm, toned chest. He broke, he broke from their embrace slightly so he could stare into the blue pools of his eyes. Schwartz couldn't believe what was happening. He was finally an adult, and he had this beautiful, handsome man in front of him to thank for it all. It was overwhelming for both of them. (laughs) Most of all, Schwartz wanted to calm him down. He ran his hand along Sandoval's closely shaved forehead and then down his stubbly cheek. Sandoval turned into the caress, wanting the skin-on-skin contact with Schwartz, wanting to rip his clothes off and just have their naked, sweaty bodies heaving together in the boiling hole in their restaurant where a kitchen soon would be. Finally, Schwartz put his forehead on Sandoval's and said, do you want to do ums? 
<laughs> sure, Sandoval said. <laughs> but that's not really the Hummer we I'm thinking about right four now. Four <laughs> containers filled. Four so is fan fiction? Because obviously, that's not the Hummer I'm thinking about right now. It was never said, but it's pretty good. I mean, that's not really exaggerating what that scene was. And of course, I took video of the scene. I took photos of the scene. It was really It was hot. It was hot. It was like it was like a. I went like down, a, the sequel to Call Me By Your Name is, is going to be that scene. Completely. Just um, you know, two men pitting their foreheads we'll together. Far, I'm sure. Are you um, ready to rest your case? Really said, Andy, yeah. I think we should talk about the one, one thing that we thing probably should have talked about last said, week, but the deep freeze oh my gosh, yeah. stopped us from recording. Yeah, the deep freeze. Day, so, well, uh, let's go back to Ariana and Lara. Our wonderful uh, gay leader. Let's stop speculating about these two guys' sexuality. And let's speculate on a woman who literally ate another woman out in the backseat of her car in front of her boyfriend. Imagine me and you were if you will go down <laughs> in a car ride and then uh, Taz goes customs man I really want to eat Lex's pussy and Lex no. was like jump back in here get in here buddy <laughs> like how insane and would that be this is what I'm saying and, and this is the question took a shower is that, to you I, I, is that I, I, cheating I some and are you okay with something like, like that because oh I think we have I'm a really, difference and I got into my car well Michael I'm glad you asked to take one for the team if anyone wants to eat my girlfriend's pussy out fully prepared by all means, go for it. This is less work for you. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm getting tired of it. You know, it's the same leg, uh, finger. It, it just, I'm, it's the same old, same old thing. You know, I, I've been, I'm 35. I've been fucking since I was 18. So that's uh, five. So that's 17 years of fucking, right? Is it 17? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 17. I did the math, right? Can you imagine 18, in my 30 17, years of 18, career that this is what yeah, I was going to do? I was going to do that. If you did 17 years of anything, you're tired of it, right? And uh, I'm tired yeah. from fucking. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired. So <laughs> if a woman wants to eat out Taz, go for it. I don't think she would like it. She's she does not like women. Uh, she doesn't like people in general, mm-hmm. but she does not like women. Uh, would I consider it cheating? The answer is no. I would not really consider. I it would be like a loophole for me. Mm-hmm. Now I know technically it's cheating to me. I wouldn't give a shit. I would be like vastly interested, but I would not necessarily think it's cheating. Now, Mike, would you consider that cheating? I would consider that cheating, Justin. And why is that? Uh, maybe because I'm insecure. But uh, <laughs> no, I think it's. Be- I-, I think it's still. Um, we do call you Michael Issa Rae Coscarelli. <laughs> <laughs> I think that. Uh, I think that if you know Lex specifically uh, was in some situation, I'll give you a good example, right? So I was at a bar in Philly when I was doing this tour with this podcast. And, um, and Lex was like, "Hey, can you eat my pussy in the back of this car?" To this no, <laughs> I was at the bar, and uh-huh. there were there were two people that were there that were, um, you know, friends of somebody who was at the show, uh-huh. and um, they sort of cornered me in a bar and were talking, and I liked both of them. Girls, these are women or men? Man and a woman. Uh-huh. They're a married couple. Uh-huh. Apparently, they're swingers. Oh, and they were trying to pick me up, which I found out the next day. I did, it clicked when somebody told me that they were swingers uh-huh. and in my head I was like oh my fucking god it of all course. makes so much sense yeah but uh I thought about it because I was texting Lex the next day like about it and I was like these two people tried to pick me up and fuck me or whatever yeah, yeah. and Lex was like kidding around like oh you should have done it like you should have whatever and in my head immediately I was like I was like yeah I mean maybe that would have been interesting whatever and then I was like but wait that like that sh- all of that shit even though it's like uh, um in not to say unusual but a situation that you aren't normally in uh-huh. 
it's still fucking out of bounds and it's cheating. So even if it's like, even if it's like some weird situation where some couple wants me to be part of their threesome mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, you know, a girl is just like into Lex and is like, like, Hey, I just want to make out with your girlfriend yeah. or like whatever. It's still cheating, man. Like it's still like, unless, unless the other person is cool with it. Like if you have that type of relationship sure. where that's like fine yeah. for me and my relationship that is cheating. Like if Lex just came home and was like, yeah, I just got dug out by some girl I met on the F train. You can't see this right now, but Mike is writing a message to his girlfriend in Morse code. <laughs> <laughs> he's sending a telegraph to her. And then he's also uh, listening to an old transistor radio. <laughs> you fucking old timey son of a bitch. Why is that old timey? Uh, I mean, I, I Here's my it's thing. It's a physical concept. I agree physical relationship outside of our relationship. This is coming from somebody who has cheated. So, yeah. I mean, if anyone should know about cheating is, I don't. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I will say, I do know that most people, especially in this day and age, would be more upset if you got into a mental... Like, I've mentally cheated on people. I've, like, texted with women who were interested in me. But I haven't fucked them. But that was, in a way, more fucked up. Because if you just get drunk and fuck somebody, whatever, you know what I mean? Or like if you fuck a couple or something, you'll never see them again. You don't give a shit. Like, you know what I mean? And I think if you really were, were to tell Alexis about that, she but would... But could you... To cut you off, which yeah. I just did. Yeah. Could you possibly imagine if I came home... And she was like, how was the trip? And I was like, ah, pretty good. I fucked some couple. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm yeah, taking this guy, uh, this guy, this guy watched me fuck his wife. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, he joined in a little bit. And kissed my neck. Yeah. yeah. It, but it, it wasn't, it, I, we didn't, we didn't fuck, but, yeah. uh, but we were inches away from the same hole. <laughs> like put it that way, man. Like if you like, like uh, that, that I think should be like a good test for this. Like no, the if test I have would to be, come home no, no, and no, explain no. it to Lex in a way that would be like, all right, you might be kind of mad about this. the move I did is fuck this couple in <laughs> philadelphia the move is you tell lex when it's happening like hey these people want to fuck me what do you think no that no no <laughs> that's not the move either that's the, the move, move is, if you guys have the that relationship is, hi guys thank you for the offer of fucking both of you but, but if you I ask can't. me again i will say yes <laughs> <laughs> i can't say no three times uh, <laughs> it's a comedy rule of three. Third time i'm in <laughs> so please do not ask me two more times immediately after the last question uh, I don't know if you're in a like a, a relationship like that, uh, you should definitely give a heads up and then see what happens, it, the response, and then go for it. But me and you, I'm definitely not in that relationship. Taz is disgusted by everyone else in the world. <laughs> she gets attractions to like certain people, like men, but she's disgusted by women. She has no interest in a threesome. She has no interest in me even like smiling at a woman she's uh insanely jealous yeah and uh that's the relationship i'm in and i'm i'm aware of it so i I would not do that but i've been in relationships where they would be cool with me fucking a couple or like whatever being in a threesome uh what what do you mean or whatever not or not just outright cheating but i've been in a relationship but this is what i'm saying why is that not outright cheating because they because a couple, Why is it different? Because it's whatever the couple decides is in balance. If you're in a relationship and, and there's and they're like, listen, if you have an opportunity to hook up with somebody and not date them, uh, I don't want to know about. Like I've dated someone who told me that they said, listen, if you want to fuck around with somebody, wear protection and don't tell me about it. I I don't give a shit. And that was crazy. I I don't I didn't take them up on it, which is. Yeah, it was missed opportunity. <laughs> no, it's not missed opportunity. <laughs> it's just it's the way it worked out. It's just like 
the way it worked out. So a relationship's whatever definitions and boundaries you make with each other. There's no right or wrong way to eat a Reese's. You know what I mean? It's the same, it's the same thing. There's no right or way to eat somebody out in the back of a car. Right. That's the old saying, right? I, uh, As you drunk drive, careen down uh, Santa Monica Boulevard, <laughs> going 100 miles per hour in a Tesla as your girlfriend's <laughs> getting eaten out by a, a, a woman with fake nails. What a picture you're painting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got the auto drive on. Thank you. Thank you, Tesla. Thank you, Iron Man, or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> He's the guy who started Tesla. Uh, uh, oh, Elon, Elon Musk. Elon, Elon Iron Musk. Man. <laughs> Thank you, Robert Downey Jr. guy. <laughs> what? All right, listen, man. Uh, I think it's time to wrap up. Uh, it's been fun. Yeah. Back in the saddle. Guys, if you want to eat out Mike's girlfriend, message her on Instagram, <laughs> but only if Mike's in the car. <laughs> Don't invite that. Oh, come on. Don't put that on me and bring that into my life. Uh, I want it. I want it. I, you fucking I cock. want another woman to eat out your girlfriend. I don't want that. <laughs> for you to be furious <laughs> just in the backseat of a car. It doesn't take much to get me <laughs> very mad. Yeah. Um, uh, listen, uh, <laughs> we appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much. Please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. It uh, helps our visibility. To reach out red, to red, us red, red, on red, what red. you want us to watch. We have uh, informal fan votes all the time. Yeah. Uh, we were divided amongst uh, you on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Starring Penn and Teller. Actually. Oh, yeah. Penn <laughs> Not Penn and Teller. Imagine Penn and Teller. Penn and Teller and you like, is a good show. We're in like... T- like t- uh, 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 Teenage fucking programming. I would love that if, if they were in Riverdale. <laughs> Who are these two old <laughs> magicians? No, we're cool young people. Do you know recycling is bullshit? <laughs> they start getting into the, like the, their disproving norms thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then do magic in between. I, I'd like that. Uh, yeah, so we were deciding between you on Netflix. We're deciding on Vanderpump and Bachelor, yeah. and I think it was another show we were. We got the Real Housewives of uh, oh Ted Bundy, uh, or Ted Bundy too, but uh, Real Housewives of uh, Beverly Hills is coming back. Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, uh, you know the original Vanderpump show. Uh huh. I think she's leaving that show. That's the rumor. Uh, she's too big. Yeah, you could say you could argue. Bethany though is still doing the Housewives of uh, New York. It's like Anthony Davis being on the Pelicans. He's too big for the Pelicans. He's That's too a reference that this female audience would <laughs> <laughs> understand. Missed. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So reach out to us. Tell us what you want. Uh, just reach out to us and bother us. Uh, we should have a new episode coming out uh, next week and uh, most weeks, unless it's cold. Unless it's cold. But we're coming out of winter, so less cold <laughs> in the coming months. Thank you, Global Warming. It's almost March. Thank you. Uh, but we do appreciate it, guys. I'm at Mike Cuscarelli on Twitter and Instagram. Justin. I'm at the Fart Box on Instagram and at Justin Perez on Twitter. And listen, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next week. Goodbye. Peace.